This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Are you expecting something miraculous to happen at your church service this weekend? If your answer is probably not, Pastor Ray wants you to know why not. In this eye-opening eight-day series entitled Miracles, Signs, and Wonders, Pastor opens to the Book of Acts, where we see these things were a daily part of the lives of the apostles and their disciples. If, as Pastor teaches, the Book of Acts is prophecy of us as the New Testament church and what God meant us to be, we too should be seeing miracles, signs, and wonders on a daily basis. But nothing could be further from the truth. Pastor explains that despite the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the church's teachings on the power of prayer and God's anointing on us and in us, many New Testament churches still operate without the power of miracles, signs, and wonders. Here's Pastor with more on holy boldness and hunger for the miraculous. The things that took place in the book of Acts never came to an end. As a matter of fact, the book of Acts is really the picture of the birth of the New Testament church that we sit in today. We call, you know, we like to call the building the church, but I've got news that the building ain't the church. The building is the place where the church meets. You are, we are, you is, I is the church. Amen? We're the church. And the book of Acts was the beginning or the birth of the New Testament church. And I believe it's one of the books that we ought to study And it's one of the books that we ought to really uh, begin to understand with with more understanding and approach it uh, with a degree of faith because we ought to be seeing, I believe, and we are in, in many areas, we are beginning to see even more so the things that took place in the book of Acts. You see, we live in a very isolated uh, part of the world, but you know, if, you, if you've read about some other foreign countries and some of the missionaries that are out there, they seem to have a greater abundance of the things that are, have taken place or did take place in the book of Acts. They seem to have more miracles, more, more signs, more wonders, more healings. And there have been many things that have been said about it, so that some of the places that these um, missionaries go, that the degree of hunger is just greater than the hunger here in America. And I have to agree with that because I don't think people are hungry enough in America for the things of God. I said, I don't think people in America are hungry enough for the things of God. We need to get really, really hungry. I mean, do you want to see miracles? Do you want to see signs? Do you want to see wonders? Do you want to see people be, be healed? I remember a couple of years ago, some of you might remember it, one of the greatest miracles that I've heard about, or you know, I've heard about a lot of miracles and I've read about a lot of miracles, but one of the greatest things that I was able to witness in first hand, not firsthand in person, but via uh, videotape, you know what I'm talking about, but one of the things that I witnessed on, and from a modern day preacher was that there was a man who had died and his wife believed so much that he was going to uh, come back to life. How many of you remember that? It's called uh, Resurrection from the Dead was the name of the, the uh, VCR back then. And um, Reinhard Bonnke is the preacher. How many of you have heard of Reinhard? He preaches all over Africa, big. I mean, he gets hundreds of thousands of people. If you ever saw 
uh, one of his meetings, you wouldn't believe it. It's like a sea of people. There's so many people that you can't even see the end. You, 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 they just, there's no end to them. And people walk uh, for days to get to his meeting or hours to get to his meeting and stand in open air meetings, stand there, no chairs, no air conditioning. Hallelujah. <laughs> we complain, it's too cold, it's too hot, it's too this, it's too that. I'm going to tell you what, we become obnoxious people. I mean, what about just coming to church, being hungry for God, be thankful whether it's cold or hot or whatever it is. Thank God we have a place to be. Now we want it just right. We want our comfort. We don't want our comfort level dis- dis- disrupted. Hallelujah. I want to be comfortable. I'm going to go to church and hear about God. I want to be comfortable. Make me comfortable. Don't put the heat on too high because I like it cool. And then somebody next to you likes it hot. And somebody likes it, m- you know, medium. You know what I mean? Like, we, did, you ever, did you ever hear me do that thing? How many of you are cold? Raise your hand. How many are cold? Raise your hand. How many are hot? Raise your hand or warm. Okay. How many of you are just right? All right. So say, say, can't please anybody. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> Put the air conditioning up. There are going to be people mad at you. Bring it down. There are going to be others mad at you. You know. So what are we supposed to do? But, but Reinhard Bonnke had this uh, open air meeting, thousands, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of people. And uh, there was a man who died and his wife believed so much that she just kept rebuking death in, this, in, this, in her husband. And he was a preacher, rebuked death. He had a car accident. That's what happened. We ought to show, I think we showed the video uh, some years ago. We ought to show it again. And it's true modern day story. And he was in the casket. She was so intent on him coming back to life that she made the undertaker bring the casket to the meeting where Reinhard Bonnke was preaching. And they freaked out. They didn't know what to do. Here comes a hearse with a casket. This is a true modern day story. And, and uh, so the, the, the elders or the deacons of the church, I would like to know what our deacons would do if somebody pulled up with a hearse and a dead body and said, we're not leaving until this person rises from the dead. So modern day story, they come up with the cancer. So what they did is they brought him down the basement. They didn't know what to do. They, they didn't want anybody to see him. So they brought him down the basement, tucked him in the back. They didn't know what to do. They were all just standing around. Wait, what are we going to do with this dead body? Reinhard Bonnke is up wherever he is preaching away. And all of a sudden, the power, the, the wife is uh, believing and confessing. All of a sudden, the power of God came on that corpse. And the corpse began to move. How would you feel if you were standing over a corpse and it began to move? Are you ready for that? The story is that the man came up from the casket and was raised from the dead. This is a modern day story that has been documented. The man gives his testimony. The last I heard, he was traveling all over the world, just giving his testimony of what he experienced in his, in, when he was dead, you know, in that dead, dead state for, for, I don't know how long it was, it was a couple of days, but he came back to life and Reinhard Bonnke put this on CD and it's all over the place. I think you can even get it through Kenneth Copeland Ministries. I still uh, think they still have it. This is a modern day story of a person coming back from the dead. Well, this kind of stuff happened in the book of Acts. This kind of stuff happened in the Bible. This is the kind of things that, these are the kinds of things that we ought to be seeing in the modern day church. I'm a man who believes in miracles. I'm a man who still believes in the power of God. I'm a man who believes that God is still healing today. Say, well, I don't know anybody who's gotten healed. Well, we don't base it on what our senses see or what, what our own experience is. If we do that, we're never going to get to the next level and really see an outpouring of God's spirit. I believe we need to get hungry for it. I think we need to pray for it. Uh, Now, I don't mean to be, you know, put a heavy on you, but, you know, you call prayer meeting once a month at the church. We used to have prayer every, every week. 
we had a we had a we had to stop it and do it once a month because nobody showed up. But I mean, if you're really hungry for miracles, signs, and wonders, then we need to get together as a church. We need to pray. We need to cry out to God. We need to say, Lord, pour pour out upon us. We want to see so. We want to see the powers of God demonstrated. I mean, you know, even even let's go even let's go into something else besides just putting putting signs of putting uh, healings and miracles aside. Uh, one of the greatest miracles is seeing someone be touched by God and receive new birth into their life and become born again. I love it when God gets all over people. Now, I see some of you sitting here tonight, just get ready because God just might get all over you and you're going to uncontrollably just shake. You're not going to even know what to do because the power of God is going to get on you. See, I believe the anointing gets on people and transforms them. Anybody believe, believe the anointing? So the book of Acts is, 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 a, is, a, is the documentation and really, see, some said that it shouldn't even be called the, because really it's called the Acts of the Apostles. But some have said that it should really be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit because it is the recorded, um, documented situations and stories uh, that took place at that time of what the Holy Spirit was doing through the lives and through the hands of these apostles and to, of these people. And the Holy Spirit who worked through them then is the same Holy Spirit who's working through us now. Is everybody with me? And I believe that we need to really have to contend for this because there is a move in America to move away from these kinds of teachings and preachings and make it more politically correct and socially acceptable and preach just nice little messages and make make it sound more like psychology than preaching from God's holy book. But if we're gonna preach from God's holy book, and especially when we get to the book of Acts, then we're going to be talking about signs and wonders and miracles and demonstrations because everywhere these men and women went, God went with them, just like Jesus said. We, some of you were here a few weeks ago. We, we investigated, and one of the last verses we talked about was Mark's Gospel, chapter 16, where Jesus said, these signs will follow them that believe. And he says it also here in the very first uh, chapter of the book of Acts that you will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes on you and you will be my witnesses. And we see through the, through the pages of the book of Acts that everywhere the apostles, the believers of that day went, the Holy Ghost went with them and demonstrated with signs and wonders following. Signs and wonders followed the believers in the book of Acts and signs and wonders ought to be following the believers of this present day. There was no end to what had taken place in the book of Acts. We are, the church today is the continuation of the book of Acts because the book of Acts is really the birth of the New Testament church. And, you know, God did some extraordinary things and he he did it through the people of that day. And I believe with all that I am that God is wanting to do extraordinary things through you and me and through us. I believe like never before for those who make themselves available and to those who really have a heart for the things of God and really believe in this kind of stuff. God will demonstrate through your life his powers and his abilities and his awesome miracles, signs and wonders. I believe it with everything that I am. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen how God has worked over the years through me touching people. And it's not me, it's the Holy Spirit in me working through me, just like he wants to work through you, touching and helping people to be set free. You know, Paul said in the book of Corinthians, so when I came to you, I didn't come to you with wise and persuasive words of human understanding, but with a demonstration 
of the Holy Spirit and his power, that your faith might not rest on man or in man or in, or in him, but your faith would be in God and in the Holy Spirit of God. And really the bottom line to it is in this day and age that we live in, we need to, like never before, cry out for a demonstration once again of God's power and might because there are so many things in the world today, there are so many uh, counterfeit things going on in the world today that are distracting and drawing people away from the true power and the true uh, miracles and the true signs and the true wonders that are found with our great God, Jehovah. Hallelujah. Amen. And um, so I, I, I wanted to just continue a little bit more in the book of Acts. And if you can go over to the book of Acts, chapter 1. And we left last, last time talking about a couple of verses. But let me just go through this again. Chapter 1 and verse 8. And the words of Jesus, you shall receive power, dynamite power. Dunamis is the Greek word, which means dynamite, miracle wonder working power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and we talked about this and prayed for some of you to receive this experience called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he said, and, and remember, if you go back to verse 5, it says, uh, Jesus said, John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then verse 8, he tells you a little bit more about what that experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit would be. He said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And uh, you shall be my witnesses. So the very first thing we learn about this power that comes upon us when we receive the Holy Spirit, when we receive this experience called the baptism of the Holy Spirit, is that we are empowered by God with a supernatural ability, the miracle wonder-working power of God. First and foremost, that we might be witnesses, that we might go out into the world and tell the world about Jesus. One of the reasons why I, don't, I believe we're not seeing as many signs and wonders is because I don't, believe we're, I don't believe we're as passionate about witnessing and talking about our faith and talking about Jesus and dispensing to those who we come across the powers of God, making it available to them. Like when somebody's sick, say, do you mind if I pray for you? Do you mind if I lay my hands on you? Do you mind if, if you feel uncomfortable, do you mind if we just have a, a word of prayer and agreement right now? Because he said the, one of the reasons, and the first and the foremost reason that the Holy Spirit comes on us is that we might be witnesses. And you see, I believe this, that if you testify about Jesus, Jesus is going to back you up with everything you need. You start telling the world about Jesus, Jesus is going to show up and provide every bit of power and anointing you need to prove what you're saying. You see, most of us get hung up because we think that we have to prove who Jesus is, and that's not up to us. We're just, the Holy Spirit is the one who does the proving. All we do is the testifying. I'm just the testifier. He's the prover. I can't force anybody. I can't convince anybody to believe what I believe. I can't convince anybody that Jesus is real. I can't convince anybody about the powers of God. I can't convince anybody that it's true that when Jesus comes into your life, that he gives you a brand new life, makes you happy when you were sad, and some of you look like you need the Holy Ghost. You need Jesus in your life. You've been doing it your way, and your way goes no way. It's no way and nowhere. I can't prove to anybody. All I can do is testify as to what God has done in my life, and that's why sometimes, you know, Paul called it the foolishness of preaching because I just get up and preach, and, you know, if I make sense or I don't make sense, I don't really care. I just want you. I want what's in me to get on you. I want what I have. I want, I want to be contagious for Jesus. I don't have to prove it. All I have to do is preach it. I just have to tell it. The Holy Ghost is the one who proves it. The Holy Ghost is the one who comes in a person's life and, and makes that real to them. I can't do that. You can't do that. So he said the very first reason the Holy Spirit comes upon us, the very first reason why we get the baptism, we get the power with this receiving of the Holy Spirit is so that we can be testifiers. 
that we ought to be living and shining brightly wherever we go. Wherever we go, people ought to be attracted to you. You ought to be a light in the darkness because the Holy Ghost and power is in your life. And that and that alone, if there was nothing else, that and that alone is enough of a witness to the power of God in your life. Oh man, listen to this. Listen. Amen. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that. This is the power. When power, listen, the whole, the Con Edison in this part of the country, if you live in, in, in New York, is the power company. The power company, when it is working, supplies electricity, which brings light. The Holy Ghost is the power that you are hooked up to. Every one of us that's hooked up to Con Edison has light, right? You hope so anyway, so far. Thank God that there's never a power failure in heaven. Thank God that there is never a disconnect from heaven unless we disconnect ourselves, amen? So those of us who are hooked up to the Holy Ghost ought to be bringing and giving beautiful light everywhere we go. Everywhere we go, we ought to be shining for Jesus because we've got the Holy Ghost and power in our, we're not powerless. Say, you're not powerless in this life. Say it, say, I'm not powerless. You've got the power of the Holy Ghost in you. So this Holy Spirit in us is for the purpose or upon us, let's just, because he said the Holy Ghost will come upon you. This Holy Spirit upon us is for the purposes of being witnesses first and foremost. Second thing that we talked about is the Holy Spirit in you, the anointing that's in you. So not only is this anointing upon you, which is the ability to go and be a witness and God said he'll back it up and, and you've got all the boldness. Don't, don't say you're not bold. You have boldness to speak about Jesus. You have boldness to invite somebody to church. You have boldness to tell people about what God has done in your life. Even if they reject you, who cares what they think? You just tell them what God has done in your life. Amen? Hallelujah. How God has blessed you and how God has helped you. So this is the anointing that's upon you. Then we understand that this goes a little deeper because there's an anointing that's in you. There's a power that's in you when you receive the Holy Ghost. Let's go over um, to, uh, let's see, 1 John chapter 2. I want to show you this verse of scripture because this is very important. But 1 John, we left off here last week, 1 John chapter 2. And um, it says here, 1 John chapter 2, and I want to go to verse 20. And he says now, second level or second thing about this anointing that we need to understand, it's not only upon us, empowering us to be witnesses for Jesus, but it's also in us. And it says here in verse 20 of 1 John chapter 2, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. Who's the Holy One? God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus. You have an anointing from the Holy One. Notice that he didn't say you will have an anointing. He says you do have an anointing. Remember, John is speaking to New Testament believers who already had the experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He's talking to spirit-filled believers right here in, in, this, in this letter that he's writing. Amen? So he says here, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. Now this anointing that's in us teaches me something, or this, this verse teaches me something about the, the anointing that's in me. Nothing ought to catch us by surprise, because the Holy Ghost will reveal things to us even before they happen. As a matter of fact, um, if, if, we really, if we really become serious about this, and, and that's why I say we ought to start our day in prayer, we ought to stay hooked up to the Holy Ghost, we ought to be you know, talking to the Lord, there is a, a, many, many times you will save yourself from disasters and accidents and tragedies in your life because the Holy Ghost will forewarn you of a, an impending disaster. 
I had a little experience uh, uh, a while ago, about I guess it was about two years ago, and it just comes to mind. And it's just a small thing. And some of you say, well, that's a, that's a small thing. That's insignificant. Let me tell you what. I've learned something about God and about my relationship with God. I never pass off anything, even the little, what we would consider insignificant things. I give God the glory for all of those things. Now, I don't know if you do, but I do. So even if it seems little and insignificant, nothing that God does is significant. And if God protects me, even if it looks like a close call and you say, well, you know, it was, it was just luck. I don't believe in luck. I believe in blessing. I believe in blessing. So one day I was here at the church and I had my two little dogs in the car and I don't know what I came here for, but I was leaving. It was a Saturday. I was driving home and I was on Ridgeway and I was driving up. There's just a little incline in front of the firehouse. And I thought, gee, you know, let me stop right here. There was something kind of like just checked me on the inside. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because that's the way God speaks to you. God doesn't come down with an audible voice. This is your father, God. (laughs) He doesn't talk like that. I mean, he does, but that's, that doesn't happen very often. I mean, I, it's never happened to me in all these years. I, I don't know anybody that's happened to. God sometimes does talk, but, but the 99.9% of the time, the way God speaks to us is by that little nudging on the inside, that little still voice on the inside. And I, and I was driving up, and, and normally, you know, I'm the kind of guy that rolls right up to the edge of the light. There was a red light. I get it right up, because as soon as that light turns green, I want to floor it and go. I mean, I want to be right there, man, and I want to just floor it and go. But it was like something just nudged me on the inside to just stop a little bit further back. And I, you know, I didn't really fuss with it. I, I, I've learned enough now to just obey that when I sense that on the inside. Amen? You know, many times I've sensed things like that and nothing ever happened. Now, you may say, well, you see, it really wasn't God. I believe it was. It was God training me to obey his voice and those little nudges on the inside. So you say, well, I stopped and nothing happened. I felt like, you know, I should have stopped at this place or done this, or, but nothing ever came of it. Well, maybe that's just the Holy Ghost training you to listen to his voice because there's going to come a time when you are going to obey and you're going to see how the Holy Ghost is going to save your goose. So I, I learned, I learned uh, to, to listen. So this one day I stopped you know, way back from where I would normally would stop at a red light. And I'm thinking, what am I doing way back here? I should roll up a little bit and get ready to go. And all of a sudden, as I'm just sitting there minding my own business, all of a sudden, two cars coming across North Street, just, I don't even know what happened. I didn't even see it. All of a sudden, I just hear the crash of metal, glass breaking, two cars spinning around in the middle of the road right towards me. And the car stopped, the one car stopped, and literally, I am not fabricating, literally within inches, probably three to four inches from my bumper. As the car's coming to me, I'm holding onto the steering wheel, bracing myself, thinking, oh, dear God, here it goes. And I'm thinking of my two little dogs in the back getting jerked, you know, thrown out of the seat or something. I'm holding on for dear life, and the car stopped within inches inches, three to four inches from my bumper. I said, glory to God. Had I been a foot closer to that, to that corner, I would have been creamed. The whole front end of my car would have got the gla- Everything would have been done. I would have been involved in that accident. Now the Holy Ghost, just by a little nudging, told me to stop just a little bit further back than where I normally would stop. Now the Holy Ghost doesn't have to tell me to stop at that low, you know, I stop at that location every time now. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, Pastor Ray ny.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's pastorayny.com. 